This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And this week we are concluding our uh, book of Esther. So we're concluding with 9 and 10? Yes. Don't know why that always locks me up. Every day. So would you mind giving us a brief overview of the book of Esther? So basically... King Xerxes threw a party and wanted his wife, Queen Vashti, to make an appearance, and she refused, so they got divorced. That's like plot (laughs) point number one. (laughs) Patriarchy. Number two. He basically held auditions, a la the Bachelor Xerxes edition. Yes. Um, And Esther becomes queen. Esther's a Jew, but but Xerxes doesn't know that. And her cousin Mordecai is like, hey, don't let him know. Well, because Mordecai has a beef with this dude named Haman. Uh, it's more the other way around. Haman has a beef with Mordecai. Mordecai really didn't do anything wrong, except that he wouldn't give honor to Haman and bow down to him. Yeah. So, because Haman gets his feelings hurt, he decides to kill all the Jews. Why do I feel like you just, like, boil down every rat beef ever? Because someone got their feelings <laughs> hurt. This is what happens. Go ahead. So, Esther goes before the king and is like, Hey, I have a request. I want to have a banquet with both you and Haman. Haman's super excited. Mordecai won't bow down to him. Haman builds some gallows because he wants to kill Mordecai. The banquet ensues. Esther uncovers the plot to kill her people. Haman gets impaled. The Jews are saved. Everybody has a party. Now, that's it. That's the whole book. No, That's basically the end of the story. The Jews are saved. We get to party. Yeah, so 9 and 10... Is 10 really a chapter? It's like a paragraph long. It's it's more of like a footnote of like, <laughs> by the way, still curious about that guy Mordecai? You can find more information about him in the Media Persian Chronicles. Yeah, basically. But anyway, let's go over chapter 9 in more detail. I don't want to say excruciating detail because there's not a whole lot to go over. So, when Haman had first plotted to kill the Jews, like he picked a specific day. And so now the king has to go ahead and be like, hey, so by the way, on this day, we're not actually going to kill the Jews. Instead, the Jews are going to be able to have their revenge on people who might have wanted to kill them. So it's basically like the purge. Sweet. And an interesting thing that they noted was that, yes, many people died. But the Jews didn't plunder the land of that people. Like, they didn't take the spoils for themselves. They basically were like, oh, so you wanted to kill us, huh? How about them apples? They took the revenge. 
they didn't take, like you said, the spoils of the land. Uh, and I feel like that's, I don't know why that is, but it seems the opposite of what people would have expected. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's almost like they're like, hey, we have dignity. We're just not going to let you, like, try to desecrate us anymore. That was a really eloquent way to put it. We have dignity. We're not going to let you desecrate us anymore. Good job, buddy. I is educated. Yes, I know. So, there's, like, even out of this bloodshed, there is going to be a commemorative festival. Not really of the bloodshed, but of like, hey, Queen Esther saved her people. Let us now rejoice. Rejoice and forever afterwards remember this day. Yeah, so, so they basically, they basically, uh, what, they started, they started like annual tradition called Purim? Purim. Purim. The word Pur means lots. Like the casting of lots. Like betting. Betting. Not betting. It's not like bed, bath, and beyond. But like to cast a bet with a T sound. <laughs> <laughs> so it, here's my twisted mind. You ready for this? When you said that, um, like when we were actually reading it, right? we were reading it out and I totally passed it, but. That's okay. Do you need help? You had said that they, that the way it's worded is that. They, 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 let's find it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to just do filler or just pause for a moment. No, we're just going to let it go. But um, the I, way, the way it's worded is pretty interesting. So that's what we're going to kind of look at once we find it. Okay. Where are you at? Here's chapter nine. And then... You flip the page, and then there's chapter 10. Very short. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Because there's one... So, basically, when you said it was, um, like, casting lots, like, casting bets or whatever, but it says it with the word per in the sentence. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I pictured a bunch of cats... Oh, my word! (laughs) ...casting bets... Um, let's see if we can find it. Yeah, it, my mind, my mind went to a place. Oh, it says, it's in verse 24 mm-hmm. of chapter 9. It says, for Haman the Ag- Agite, the son of Hamadatha, Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews, have plotted against the Jews to destroy them and cast her. And for some reason, my mind was like, I pictured, instead of humans, a bunch of cats casting lots, casting bets. Like that picture of the dogs playing poker. Yeah, except it's cats. There's cats with a bunch of dice. (laughs) I like it. Or playing Baccarat. Wow. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's not what Poe means. It is casting bets. Um... So also right now I'm like thinking of like the whole drama played out 
with kitties. Like you have yeah. a little cat dressed up as the king and a cat dressed up as the queen. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Can we get a um, animal an an yeah. animal photographer to make this happen? You ooh, could just do or the like an animation team. I'd rather see it with real cats. With real cats. Okay. But here's the thing: you got to do the whole Bible. Take like five years, just reenact the whole Bible with cats. Like how they have the, the Lego Bible? Yeah. We'll do a cat one. We could have like sphinxes for the Egyptians. Yeah. I like this a oh, lot. Oh, and they do have cats called Persians. It's perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're such nerds. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, cats. <laughs> cats in the Bible. Who would have known? Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about this. The... The Jewish community takes takes um, revenge on those who tried to kill them. They don't take the spoils, probably because they don't need it. They're like, dude, when we have our own resources, we do just fine. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to take your guys' resources. You're just not going to, we're not going to be bullied anymore. So um, what happens to the queen? What happens? She stays queen, right? Like yeah, she stays queen. Um, the Jewish people, basically, they have like the quote-unquote seal of approval of the king, so nobody's really going to be messing with them. And yeah. So Purim, or the Feast of Purim, is still celebrated in the Jewish communities today. Is it with cats? You know, I don't think so. I mean... They, There's they, probably, like, food and gifts involved. Don't eat cats. No, please don't eat cats. Pet kitties. Don't eat them. <laughs> that should be it. We'll make a t-shirt. Pet kitties. Don't eat them. Um, I'm in a mood today. You're in a very special mood today. There are a lot of Jewish holidays that come to us from the Bible that are still celebrated by Jewish communities worldwide today and that's like a very interesting fact to me well yeah and especially like but like i know in christianity we have christmas and easter but those are still relatively new holidays in the grand scheme of time and and, and they were originally pagan holidays yes the church just kind of copied and pasted <laughs> yeah that doesn't make us look too good. No, um, not really. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it is a great book of the Bible. We talked about this toward the beginning of this whole study. Mm -hmm. um, we also talked about how even though it's most likely written by a man, it's still a really good representation of like a woman who loves God, who loves her people, and kind of what's, you know, that that as a role model. We talked about that last week or whatever. Anything else that you wanted to point out about this particular book and why you chose this book? So I've always admired the story of Esther because of her strength and the fact that her character really literally has to find her voice, not only for herself, but to advocate for people who are depending on her to use her position of power in a beneficial way. 
similar to like Jasmine from the Aladdin remake. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good tie-in, buddy. Yeah. I love that film. So, I actually watched... This is a while back, right? <laughs> Here we go. I watched... A was year, it the other day? No, it was actually like <laughs> a year ago. Um, but I watched a YouTube video. And I showed you this... Not this particular one, but this channel. Where mm -hmm. this guy basically watches movies and just comes up with theories. Um, and one of them was like, hey, instead of... Um, and he's looking at the Disney, like the, the animated Aladdin, um, instead of like Aladdin wishing to be prince and trying to marry the princess, what he could have done, and it was historically accurate, um, would have been just to wish that Jasmine would be queen. Mm -hmm. And then she could change the law to marry whoever she wants. Mm -hmm. uh, and it would have just been a much easier movie and the guy did a bunch of research and said even at the time that this movie seems to take place because he couldn't pinpoint the exact time but he found like some kind of like a 50 year gap of when it could have taken place mm -hmm. that there were um the word isn't queen but like i don't know what a female term for sultan is maybe sultana i think that's correct but there were female sultanas that's a cool word i like that um at the time and so he was like hey if you really want to fix this movie like this is one thing you could do um and i don't know it just you know i don't know why that but it just reminded me of you know when you said she was trying to find her voice so cool not right we would no, just went down a rabbit from, like the Middle Eastern portion of the world, so maybe yes. that was another tie-in. Yes. Speaking of tying things in, do we know what we want to do for the Beautiful Food Podcast now that we've wrapped up the Book of the Esther? The Book of the Esther. <laughs> <laughs> the Book of Purim. Um, do we I don't need know. to have a little bit of a business meeting about it? So... I mean, we could do that right here. So basically, do we want to tackle another book? I don't know. Because usually in December, we do like Christmas content. That's not yet. And November is like, hey, things we're thankful for. October is always kind of an interesting month because... Halloween. Well, I mean, okay, so there are a lot of people in the church who are like, no, I don't celebrate Halloween. I don't want to be associated with that holiday. It's the devil's holiday, etc., etc. But we still have time. I think we could do a small book mm -hmm. from, like, September. What are we in September? We are. We, we are in September. September. It's September so, 7th currently. So we could do, like, a few weeks of a book, and then October do... I want to have that debate of, like, Christians during, you know, Halloween. Because yeah. I don't know that you and I have had that debate. So yeah, maybe we'll spend yeah, some no. time on that. <laughs> um, I know you and I have discussed it away from the podcast, but never on the podcast. And then, so we have October. I'll be right back. I'm going to see how many weeks we have left between now and October. 
I'm like, oh, I don't oh. have a phone. You know like, what? I have a calendar on the refrigerator, and that is my life. So we have three. We have three weeks left. Three, yeah. Do we want to do NT? Do we want to do any interviews or one-off sessions? I have not been able to post any, uh, get any uh, interviews settled, but I can keep looking. Or like some sort of fun and game thing. Yeah, let's do some fun stuff for September. And then All October right. we'll jump in. We are heading into some three weeks of fun and games to be announced, woot, woot. to be determined. Yeah. So, and then when we come back from this commercial break that's about to happen, we're talking about Molly Holly in Wrestling With Faith. Um, I'm not even going to ask. I know you know nothing about Molly Holly. Yep, that was going to be the next question, and my answer is no. Because... I I, I, her name reminds me of, like, Polly Pocket. That's like, probably intentional. Ma-la-la-la Holly. Like, ma-la-la-la Polly. It works. <laughs> it does. Ah, uh, that doesn't... That's not good at all. Um, okay. We'll come back after the break. Yeah, we'll be back. Inspired by hip-hop, and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kiesick is beautifulfeetentertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry, and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, beautifulfeetentertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider the Sanctuary of My Solitude, if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. Welcome to Wrestling With Faith. My name's Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And we've been partnering up with the Beautiful Feet podcast to go over the book of Esther, which we just concluded. Yes. That was a goofy episode. It's going to be coming out along with this one, as we've been doing, and I think we're going to keep doing it seems like a good format for us. Again, we sort of have to have our um, meeting for the fall to finish, to finish, to decide how we're going to finish out the year. Yes. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, the wrestling with faith side of everything, we've been talking about women of wrestling. Uh, we've talked about, not necessarily in this order, but Miss Elizabeth. We've talked about Trish Stratus, Lita. Am I missing one person? I don't have a cue card for that. I don't either. So I, ah, I feel like we're missing someone, but that's okay. Uh, and I mean, we've talked about a lot of different people, you know, since this podcast and everything going on. So anyway, this Stephanie week, McMahon. Stephanie McMahon, there it is. How you forget like the billion dollar princess. Um, but anyway, this week, we're going to talk about Molly Holly. And I'm not even going to ask you. I know you know nothing about Molly Holly. It's like 0.0% of my knowledge base is devoted to Molly Holly. I know nothing. And I, I'm going to be honest. She's one of those wrestlers. Okay, so she was obviously active. End of the 90s, early 2000s. Like, so it's like a trend here. I feel like most of your picks have had that activity base. But that's because that's when you would have been more actively watching wrestling for the first time. Well, and you have to realize that was WWE's most watched time. 
the mm-hmm. end of the 90s going into the 2000s, the Attitude Era, is to this day the highest rated uh, time on television. So everyone was watching wrestling. Um, let me get my notes. Give me a second. Of course. Because notes. Notes are important. So let's see. Obviously, her name's not really Molly Holly, even though I like it. It's it's a cool little thing. I don't know what you think about the name. Still just reminds me of Polly Pocket Man. <laughs> Molly Holly. Molly Holly. Molly Holly. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, okay, so like, it also makes me think of the American Girl, Molly, the one from like the 1940s. Oh my god. But goodness. this is clearly not... Um, going to be indicative of her character. So I mean, that's what I picture when I hear the name Molly is this cute little doll with some braids and like a little argyle sweater. I don't know. Anyway, welcome to my brain. Yeah. So she actually started wrestling in WWE in the 2000s, like the early 2000s. Around 2001, around 2000, 2001. Um, so we kind of have to go back. Okay, so, let's rewind. There was a wrestler at the time in the nineties was called Spark Plug uh Holly, I think his name. Or Spark Plug Bob Holly. And he later just became Bob Bob Holly. Bob Holly. Yeah. Don't know but anyway, then they partnered him with another wrestler who they named Crash Holly. Bob and Crash. Yeah. Sounds like a children's animated television show. <laughs> it really does. And then Molly Holly came along and they were like supposed to be cousins, right? Like they were all like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm following you so far. Yeah. And she was introduced when the three of them were involved in a feud with Test, Albert, and Trish Stratus. We remember them from last week. Yeah. Uh, remember TNA? Yes. Yes. The horrible pun. Um, now, Molly Holly's character was always very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, like, with a name like Molly, you probably have to be. Well, it's partially because the, the lady portraying the character is very conservative. Mm-hmm. So she was like, this is... But she... She, she had these parameters of, like, this is where I feel comfortable. Yeah. But what was great about it was after listening to a few, like, behind-the-scenes, you know, stuff and interviews, it was never, like, she was never ostracized for it. She actually earned the respect of the locker room despite not being materialistic, despite not being, you know, a model type, like, you know, where they're trying to be expensive, trying to look really nice or whatever. Um... She was just like, yeah, I'm from a humble home. I'm a very humble person. Um, My next thought is, is she from Ohio, perhaps? Because I I don't know why that just came into my head. I'm so curious. Let's find out. Um, She started wrestling in Florida. Let's see. Um, No. I don't know where the heck did she... Anyway, I don't know where she's from, but we'll figure it out. Um, But yeah, anyway... So she was, you know, she was partnered up with the Holly family, which is why her name was Molly Holly. Um, Up until later in 2001, 
she broke away from them to become a superhero. I mean, that's a, that's a fair and valid life choice. <laughs> Haven't we all wanted to just become our own superheroes? I mean, yes. But, so, at the time, there was a wrestler who went by the name The Hurricane. Um, and basically, I'm going to pull up some images, but um, that's, yeah. So, basically, he was a superhero. And, like, this is what he looked like. Basically, this green thing, yeah, this is what he looks like. Like, yeah. And he, he was a goofball. It was great, but that was his gimmick. That was his story. And she ended up tag-teaming with him and becoming Mighty Molly. And it, it was a strange thing, but it was so much fun to watch. Because, again, these two, they had no problem being, like, the goofballs of WWE, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because he was 100% convinced he was a superhero. And so he would go around like... You can see he's got a Green Lantern tattoo. Yeah, he's legit like... He, so this is like even outside of the ring, I would assume. I mean, I, I assume he didn't wear that outfit outside the ring. Maybe he did. I don't know. I've it's heard not, stories. Yeah. It's not like I've seen more horrible outfits to wear outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. Uh, hey now, don't knock Walmart. We find pretty much any and everything there. Yeah, I know. So, but yeah, so she spent some, some time as a superhero, uh, which is what I know her as the most, because it was one of those things where, to me, it was just fun, right? It, it was a fun little, because it was decided, it was delusional. Like, they mm -hmm. thought they were superheroes. The rest of the WWE was like, you realize you're not a superhero, right? And they were convinced they were superheroes to the point where the hurricane would swoosh his cape as he walked by pretending he was flying. It was the funniest thing. That sounds really cute and yeah. just jovial and fun and playful. I love it. And at a time where WWE was kind of getting out of the Attitude Era, which was meant to be like more risque, more reality-based, and then you have these two people who act like real-life superheroes. It's kind of goofy. Um, now let's take a look at the notes real quick. So, yeah. So she did, Now, keep in mind, she is a woman's champion. Mm -hmm. She does have accolades. Like, she does have um, titles that she has carried. She's not a fluke in the ring. Um, or just perhaps a piece of arm candy. Exactly. She is a Hall of Famer. I'm, you notice how we keep hitting Hall of Famers? We had Lita, we had Trish, uh, Stephanie McMahon will be there. Probably not for her wrestling, but, you know, business mind. Um, I'm like, hey man, you're the one who's been picking these ladies. Yeah. Because I don't want, I mean, and, and it's fun. Okay, so. I do have to share this story, and the reason I have to share this story... I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it was actually in an interview that Molly Holly did. I think it was for when she was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, she was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2001. No, tw 2021. Mm -hmm. Not 2001. That's when she started wrestling. So, uh, COVID was still really heavy, so they didn't all meet together. They did like a webcam type of deal. Or, you know, a Zoom type of deal. 
webcam. What is this, 2002? Um, you know what? It's fine. I understood where you were going, where you were... Well, anyway, she shares a story of she was walking through like a, like, like a Target or a Walmart or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know where she was in her career at the time, but she sees some some kids like looking through best-selling action figures and she happens to glimpse and see one of hers and she goes okay that's cool and without really like bringing too much attention to herself she just says like to the kids like hey why don't you get the molly holly one the kid turned around and was like no because molly holly sucks Mad but he didn't know it was her mm-hmm. prop but it, and she was just like she took it in stride she's like you know what that's fine it was funny and that's and that's one thing so every time i pour through like interviews and whatever there's nobody says a bad thing about her they're like oh she's so kind she's so generous she's so loving um and i remember an interview i listened to a long time ago um where she sits down with Lillian Garcia, and that name keeps coming up. She was a ring announcer for WWE for many years. She also hosted a podcast for a couple years where she would get the real-life stories of a lot of these wrestlers, right? Well, Molly Holly is, like I said, a very genuine person, a very loving and caring person. Um... One, in an industry where it would be more beneficial for her to be more cutthroat, to be like, yeah. no, I'm not about that life, mm-hmm. and to be respected for it, that's a testament to not only her character on TV, but her literal character that she yeah. has in her life. Yes. Now, this, what, what, was, what was crazy is in this interview with Lillian, she basically talks about how she met her husband. Oh, love a love story. Tell, do tell. Now, I don't remember the full story. It's been a while since I've listened to it. But he has struggled with addiction for many years. Mm-hmm. To the point where I, she was the one who... I think it, she was the one who took him to rehab. Uh, and I don't know if that's how they fell in love or anything like that. I don't know. He actually... But he battled for years through their marriage, through, you know, and I think they're still married. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I'm not giving up. I, you know, I refuse to give up on. And it, it was just one of those things because based on this interview, she could have backed out a long time ago and been like, yeah, you keep relapsing, you keep struggling. I'm putting everything I have into it, but I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And she kept working through it she kept staying by his side and and she even says that when they're the strongest is when they're together it's when they had tried to like take breaks or whatever that she was at her weakest he was at his weakest and so it was one of those of like and i don't know if he's clean at this point i hope he is you know what i mean um but that again that just kind of shows that character of like how she was raised, how she doesn't expect stuff to be easy, and she's like, look, 
I'm going to stick it out. If this is the person I want to be with, I'm going to stick it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and that has to be both draining physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. Like, it's not an... It would be easier for her to just kind of be like, you know what, I'm going to cut my losses, I'm done. Yeah. But, you know, um, and again, like you said, it, it's a testament to her real-life character of like, look, we're going to get through this. If you want to get better, I'm going to help you get better. Um, another story that I, I really liked um, that I heard, I believe it was actually when she got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, but it was it was told by Beth Phoenix. Now, again, you probably don't know who Beth Phoenix is. Nope. <laughs> she, <laughs> she is a wrestler uh, who's also a Hall of Famer, recently a Hall of Famer. Um, she actually met Molly Holly, and Molly Holly was the one who encouraged her to become a wrestler. Before that, she was like a bodybuilder or something. She was this big woman. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where Molly Holly paid for her wrestling school. Like, oh, that's really sweet. And apparently, Beth Phoenix didn't know until years later. Because she just showed up at the school, and they were like, oh, don't worry, your tuition's paid for. And she figured out who it was, and she was like, wow, this woman just paid for my school. And again, I don't know how much wrestling school costs. I imagine it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's a, if it's a reputable wrestling school it's gonna cost you um but yeah she just like she would do stuff like that where she's like okay you need help cool i got you and i looked at that i was like okay you don't see that much now especially you know like i said especially in the wrestling industry but especially then because everyone was about themselves Mm -hmm. um so that's one of the reasons why i wanted to do it but i also want to talk about molly holly sure also want to talk about um, you know Mighty Molly and just how funny that character was, um, yeah. Um, one last story that I heard was they in a match she was doing with Trish Stratus, and again I'm hearing this from an interview with Trish Stratus, so I like to get it from the source, right? Mm-hmm. Well. I don't remember the, the, the match, but they were basically going to do a part where, by some crazy happenstance, Molly Holly gets pantsed. Okay? It wasn't a, like, brown panties match. It was just, like, oops, accidental, whatever. So Molly Holly thought it'd be funny to be like, okay, everyone else out, is out here wearing, like, thongs and, like, really, you know, cute underwear or whatever in these different matches. She straight out wore granny panties just because she thought it would be funny. And I was like, you know what? That was funny, because I remember that moment where it was like, <laughs> this accidental event happens, which again, it's not meant, it was not accidental, but it was supposed to look accidental. Because you understand that it's scripted. Yes. And then, um, but yeah, she was like, it was literally a joke of like, yeah, my character would have these because she's so much of a food that she, she wouldn't have like, cute or sexy underwear. And I was like, that's pretty funny. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Uh, and it, it's so 
here's the funny thing, right? We go into these episodes thinking we're going to go through their career, and we end up just sharing stories, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. But anyway, questions, comments, concerns. I don't know why you'd have concerns, but, you know. No, I feel like this was a great pick, um, and it sounds like you and I will have to have a little bit of a meeting as far as what we would like to do um, for the rest of September, because I know that our theme is going to be fun and games, and I use, like, the Spongebob rainbow hands emoji. I didn't realize that was an emoji, but uh, I... A meme, gif? whatever, I don't know, but you know what I mean, like, where he's, like, he's got the little rainbow thing. Imagination, yeah. We're going to use our imagination for the rest of September. September. As far as wrestling, because I know... You know, we're going to try to, you know, do some some different fun activities for the Beautiful Feet podcast. As far as wrestling with Faith, we'll come up with something. I think, yeah, we'll have a little sit-down, a little powwow. All right. Do you, do you want to do the plugs? Sure. If you've liked what you've heard today, you can be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and at Wrestling With Faith. You can also visit our website at beautifulfeetentertainment.com and if you'd like something to have on your coffee table from Mr. Anthony himself, be sure to search for The Sanctuary of My Solitude, his first self-published book, available through iUniverse and Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Did I get the plugs? I think so. Alrighty. Anthony will pray, and that will be another episode of the Wrestling Faith Podcast. Father God, we thank you for this week. We ask that you would be with us and bless us. We ask that you would just be our strength and our encouragement. Help us through our trials, our tribulations, and our moments of blessing. And help us to bless others as well. We ask that you would continue to strengthen us and be with us this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great week. And thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet and the Wrestling with Faith podcast. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. And do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.